Hey, it's your pal Mike Shea from Sly Flourish here with another episode of Sly Flourish's Lazy DM Prep. This is a weekly show shot 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Times on Twitch in which I go through steps from Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master while preparing for my Sunday D&D game. In this case, I am running the game Rime of the Frostmaiden. This show, like all of the work of Sly Flourish, is brought to you by the patrons of Sly Flourish. If you want to help support Sly Flourish, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash slyflourish and signing up. Uh, those who, uh, uh, patron, patrons of Sly Flourish get access to all kinds of interesting things, including two exclusive adventures and early access to my uncovered secrets and my adventure generators. These are now about 45 pages worth of inspiration and guidelines to help you run your 5e games. You get all that by joining on Patreon. It is only a $2 tier to do so. So check that out. So yes, we are deep in the middle, probably closing in on the end of chapter one of uh, Rime of the Frostmaiden. I am having trouble, though, kind of steering people towards some of the more interesting um, the more interesting quests that are going on. So we'll probably talk about that today. Um, so, boy, it feels like it's been 20 years, and yet it's only been a week. So the last thing that the characters did... Oh, I know, right. So they, the characters dealt with, um, boy, in a big knockdown drag-out fight... Uh, dealt with Sefik Kaltero, the murderer of Ten Towns. Uh, they met with the, in the last game, uh, let's pull up our notes from the last game. Not that the notes tell us anything, but they give us an idea of what I walked in with. Uh, let's go to our Notion. Go to our Notion notebook. Once again, we are using Notion for my campaign notes. There's all kinds of, uh, you can find it all in the show notes below. Um, and you can uh, learn all about it there. So let's go to old session notes and we will look back on, I guess that was the 25th uh, of April, it was five days ago. Uh, I haven't used World Anvil, so I cannot give options, but I'm, I'm in love with Notion, so the tool you have, right? Uh, so they were, oh yes, so they met Gygas Greenhood. And he was like, oh, hello there. And I had him basically like threatening the characters. And he's like this wormy little dude. Gygas Greenhood is, a, is an NPC I made up. He is a halfling who dresses up in a giant top hat and a great big purple fur coat and a crazy thing. And he has a cane with a skull and he, his face is painted like a skull. And he loves talking shit. And he does. He is the front man for an assassin named Shakar Ballard who doesn't show up until he's ready to kill you. He's a, pre, a priest assassin. And uh, he came in to tell the characters that, you know, you're harboring thieves and murderers uh, with, the, with, with Candle and his family. And all, you know, we, we, you can come with me or we can go talk to your folks. We know where they are, right? And are you sure you want to do that? And he talked a bunch of crap to them and they were like the character. And finally said, I hit him with an ax. And they hit him, and he's like, ah, and he, they, they did very little damage. But they ended up killing him, right? And so he's dead. And they're like, well, now we got this dead guy in the middle of town. What do we do? So they, like, broke him up, broke his bones, and threw him in a big um, runoff barrel uh, underneath a house. And they left him there. And I was like, go ahead, leave him there. And then they went, and they had a meeting with um, Oris, the the head of the town. And they kind of recognized, like, he's he's not real sharp on running this town and it looks like the Zinterim are trying to move in on him and they're working with him to like how do we fan how do you push the Zinterim back they're working on like some you know sort of town strategies to keep that down but then they said okay well 
they had a choice of either do we want to go confront Torgs or are we going to go try to save Blanche Northcloud, who's probably going to be assassinated by Sephic Caltro. And they ended up saying, let's go save Blanche. So they went to Blanche's house. They all kind of moved themselves to, to, to various locations. Uh, and then sure enough, here comes this guy walking down the street and they're like, oh my God, that's him. And they're like, wait a minute, he's not even wearing a coat. Like it's freezing cold and he's not wearing a coat. And they jumped him and he pulls it, you know, he draws out his icy blade and he's like, hey, look, I get a couple of you I get to kill. And uh, a bunch of ghouls come out. So there was a little bit of like everybody jumped on him and ignored the ghouls. There were, and then the ghouls were like totally beating the heck out of the people in the back. Uh, and he, so I gave him, I kind of tweaked his powers a bit. I gave him the ability to misty step and turn invisible at the same time, uh, which meant that until he could attack a few times, then misty step and turn invisible. And then he's invisible until his next turn and everybody's having a really hard time hitting him. So that meant it was harder to get him, even though, and then the, the ghouls and that, you know, I was trying to like, spend more time with the ghouls and less time ganking the boss. But then on at near the end, he had to, they, they pinned him down and he had to use Misty escape first. And that meant that when he then attacked, he was visible and then they beat him up and they killed him. So they, they eventually did get him, but it was, yeah, it was a really cool ability for him to sort of Misty step in and turn in viz gave him a lot of mobility. And I, I picked this up from um, Matt Colville and talking about action oriented monsters. So when you have sort of a boss monster, you need to give them sort of some abilities that they can use to help offset the fact that they're boss monsters. And this is, we think about legendary actions and legendary resistance, but examples are being able to move without provoking opportunity attacks is a really nice feature to give uh, boss monsters so that they can get out of a situation where they're being ganged up on is a good one. Uh, being able to turn invisible is a good one. So you want like, an, you want them to escape. You want them to, um, Positioning, I think I think Matt Colville's thoughts on it were positioning, get into a spot where you're in a good a good position, escape, be able to escape getting ganked, and explode, uh, being able to do something that's like, you know, near the end of the fight that is a tremendous like big blast and makes people wish they'd never faced you before. Um so I didn't give Sephic the, the the blast, but boy, he hit hard. An example of a blast would be when they have hit half their hit points or less, they get extra attacks. That's a good way to like scale up the danger on them, right? Um, give them something big that they get at the tail end of a fight. And you can improvise a lot of that. Like one of the nice things about these sort of action-oriented monster ideas is that if you have them in mind, you can sort of you can sort of uh, improvise that sort of stuff. Um so what else happened? So they did that. They beat him. Uh, I think they went back. Did they go back to Oris? Oh, and then they said, where were, yeah, they went back to Oris and they explained, hey, you know, Torg. So one of the characters, I need some water. I got a dry throat. Um, one of the characters, uh, one of the characters really hates Torgs. He is running a competing merchant caravan company so he wants to use the fact that torgs was harboring a murderer to sort of disband torgs and that could be interesting and the beginning of this session is going to be their confrontation with torgs so uh so i'll have to do it uh sleeping sky asks thank you for the insight i don't remember uh what insight i gave um any tips for a prepared first session dm can you describe what you mean by prepared? Are you talking about what should a DM do to be prepared for a first session? 
Is that what you're asking? Uh, if so, someone else mentioned a session zero. If it's a first session of a campaign, I cannot recommend a session zero enough. And you can Google it. Uh, if you go to Sly Flourish, there's stuff about running a session zero. I highly recommend it. Um, the other thing I would tell you in your first session is, and this is something I've, I've talked about. I gave, I gave a, I did a video this past week on it. Make sure that before they have built their characters, that the motivation for the campaign is wired into the characters that they're going to build. An example is when you're running Rhyme of the Frostmaiden, you want to ensure absolutely that the characters are working together to help the people of 10 towns survive the endless night. I'll say it again. You want to make sure that the characters are working together to help the people of 10 towns survive the endless night. If that's wired into the characters, all the quests make sense. Their, their motivation to do them is all there. They never have a question of like, why are we going to the mines, right? If the motivation is wrong or you let them create their own motivation, that motivation may not fit the things that you've got in the adventure, in the campaign. So instead, if you have a campaign like this one that has a theme and has the quests and everything, you want to make sure that the characters are built around the motivation to do all of those quests, right? Same way with uh, if you're running um, Descent into Avernus, right? The, the theme of Descent into Avernus for my campaign, which worked really well, is that the characters work together to, uh, uh, to, to you know, the, the characters work together with the Hellriders to protect Elturel, right? And because the characters are working with the Hellriders to protect Elturel, that tied them to Rhea Mantlemore and it tied them to the Hellriders. And then when Elturel falls into hell, they have to go and save it. Right. And there was never a question about why they would go do it because their motivation of their characters is we love this place. We were, it's part of us and we're going to go, we're, you know, well, even at fifth level, we'll go into hell to try to save it. So you want that motivation really built in to, for it to make sense. If they, if they don't have a motivation and you give you leave them to their own accord, then there a lot of times they're going to be like, why am I doing this quest? Right. And they'll do it because they're like, yeah, well, I'll do it. Cause the, I know the book says that they do it, but they won't really feel like they should, or that their characters feel like they should. So you want to make sure that they do by having that motivation. in. so that's my number one tip uh yeah so that's kind of what happened i guess we can look at um uh secrets and clues and see which ones they had done uh candle in the dark and his parents took something from the xanathar yes uh shakar Bilar, the Ebonheart, has been tasked to retrieve the whereabouts of the mysterious item and kill candle and his whole family yes Oris Matthew refuses to sell Tourmaline out to uh, Nareth Maxlandar in this interim. Yes. Half of Oris's guards are in this interim payroll. Yes. One guard murdered another guard in the Tourmaline mine. Yes. Oris's guards are apprehensive to go out to the mine to clear it for kobolds because there's something worse in there. I don't know. Sevacaltro, the accountant for Torx, likes to go on long walks at night. He doesn't bother with the cold. Yes. Every so often, people see strange sets of blue eyes piercing out of the woods. No, but yeah, kind of. They figured that out, and it turned out to be ghouls. Uh, there are multiple true children of Oral. Sephic is one. Ravison and Ilda are the other. No. That, uh, Ravison, the frostroot, has awakened many animals. No. So this time it looks like about seven of the ten secrets made its way out, which is above the average. The average is usually five. Uh, there have been some questions about, like, is it a failure if you don't give out all the secrets and clues? The answer is no, not at all. Secrets and clues serve you. They are your tool as a DM to run a great game. You do not owe secrets and clues anything. You do not owe them their revelation. They serve you, right? The secrets and clues are there to work for you. So if you only give two away, that's great. If you give away five, that's great. If you give away all 10, that's great. The only time they wouldn't work is if you ran out of them, right? If you didn't have enough secrets and clues and you gave them all away and now the characters are discovering things and there's nothing there to discover, that's when they don't serve you. So we do 10 because it's hard to reach 10 in a single session, 
you might be able to in like long sessions. You might you might need more. But yeah, so the answer is for to that one. Don't worry about. I never. I hardly ever reveal every secret and clue. I almost never do. I can't think of a time when I did. So, all right, Rhyme of the Frost Maiden, generate a new session planning template for today's game. And it is 2 May 2021. Oh, what is going on? I just did something. I did something terrible. I hit a, did I reload? Something happened, whatever. Uh, 2 May 2021, I was trying to do, I did it again. I guess I'm just shrinking the size. I was trying to do a, there we go, an M dash. Uh, Sunday, Frost Maiden. First thing we do, first step. So now we're going through the eight steps from Return to the Lazy Dungeon Master. And step number one is review the characters. We go to the characters. We have six characters in today's game. I don't know if any, I think, did I hear a couple people are not going to make it? I can't remember. I think some people said they couldn't make it today. We'll find out. We'll go over the characters anyway. So we have Ilda. Uh, Ilda is a half Goliath. I think she figured out that she and Auken are, are half brother and half sister, uh, which is kind of cool. For There was a little bit of time where Ilda was worried that Auken was her dad um, because her mother, who uh, is a cultist of Oral, uh, had a love affair with a Goliath named Auken. Uh, so she, for a second, she thought she was immaculately concepted from the demon... The, the 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 elder evil called Thrun. And then it turned out, no, her mother had a love affair with a Goliath named Aachen. Well, Aachen is also Aachen's father. Aachen is actually Aachen Jr., right? So they're pretty sure it's Aachen's dad is her father too. Um, so uh, yeah, so sh her family, she's got family issues. Her mom and dad are both cultivoral people. And uh, they... Um, uh, her, you know, her dad thinks that she's like the avatar of Oral or the avatar of Thrun or something. Like he gets Thrun and Oral confused. Uh, the mom is trying to get out of it. They're based loosely on the Malfoys from Harry Potter. And, uh, so there's a lot of her yelling at her parents, which is outstanding. It's so, God, it's so much fun. I think next time they go through, I think... I think her mom's going to give her like a, like a snack box <laughs> and just <laughs> if they make their way back through, I got to have mom give her a snack box just to see what she does with it. Like, will she throw it on the ground and stomp on it or will she accept it begrudgingly? But I think her mom, her mom so much wants to be her mom and, and Ilda just wants to give her the finger. And it's such a, it's such a fun relationship. Uh, um, so how many times has she told her father about what their rival did? The, like, uh, Auken? I don't know. Uh, I think the true answer is, and this could be a secret. I don't know. I'll throw it in the secret. I don't think it's going to come up today. But what the hell? We'll put it in the secrets just to write it down and, and, and think of it. Is that... Um, um, so... Eamon Malicent murdered uh, murdered Auken, Doncaller, and Ilda's father 
by pulling down huge avalanche on him. So he knows. Um, yeah, uh, Eamon murdered Auken and Ilda's father. Um, I know Auken has already told me that his father went missing after he, uh, a big collapsed avalanche. So I think, I think that will be, I think that is a secret. Uh, and that meant that Eamon knew, um, uh, knew that his wife had had a love affair with, uh, Auken senior and murdered him over it. So he kind of knows too. Um, so that's one character. Auken Doncaller, as we have said, is a um uh Auken Doncaller is a Goliath from the Wurndune from Wurndune Crag. It's probably worth taking some time to to look at the Wurndune stuff. I know there's like two Goliath tribes that are having a um um uh that are having like a confrontation there. I really need to spend some time. I'll probably do it outside of this session. Uh reading up on chapter 2 stuff. I need like we're getting into chapter two stuff, so I need to start reading about chapter two stuff. I really need to just sit down this afternoon. Damn it, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna grab my book. I think I have it upstairs. I'm gonna sit in my comfy chair with a coffee, and I'm going to read the uh, you know dig back into chapter two and start to draw the connections back to what they've been doing in chapter one. Uh, Shadowhawk is being hunted by Drow. He is a former member of House Zalaren, and there are there is a Drow hunting party called the Knights Kiss uh, that are hunting him down. Uh, because of a slight that he committed. Uh, Gore Wan Alcazar is the head of the Wan Alcazar and Associates Trading Company. He hates Torgs. His and this is where we're gonna have some interesting stuff happen. And I gotta, I gotta like make sure it runs okay. Um, <laughs> Wan Alcazar and Associates luxury goods. I mean, he loves this enough. The player loves this enough that he commissioned an artist to come up with a whole thing for this. So, yeah. Um, I think that that could be interesting. Uh, I think there could be an option for a merger, merger, not murder. So that's when Alcazar, uh, Perrin fat rabbit is a, uh, ranger half, kind of a halfling ranger conspiracy theorist who, uh, was kidnapped by illithids, um, and then escaped and, uh, has psychic powers ever since. Um, and by the way, Shadowhawk, I mean, the thing I forgot to mention about Shadowhawk, Shadowhawk has a mind flare, whatever the thing is that makes you a mind flare is in his head and is giving him telepathic powers too. So we got two illithid mind flare things. And, uh, I really, I have an arc. Uh, in fact, let's drop in another secret, uh, strange otherworldly hunters have been spotted around 10 towns and Icewind Dale yellow skin um, how would you describe thin uh, yellow skin uh, these are Githyanki of course Um, green, yellow skin. 
and pointed ears. Um, if you get the elephant parasite and the slot tadpole infestation, who gets born first? I don't know, both. Um, spoke in a strange unknown talked to a crystal. So I think I'm going to throw some Githyanki in here. And the Githyanki are hunting mind flayers. Um, and I think if they feel like the mind flayers have too much of an influence in the world, they're going to call down a, um, they're going to nuke it from orbit. So that could be a whole fun arc to this campaign. In fact, you could theoretically throw, so I wrote a article on Sly Flourish called the world eater um the destroy harvester of worlds it was called uh i wrote a campaign arc called harvester of worlds uh based on morden canaan's that is a 1 to 20 campaign uh about um, uh, Illithids fighting mind flayers. It might be really fun to throw some some of this into the later half of Rime of the Frostmaiden, and I could theoretically expand this campaign out to 20th level. Of course you can use it. I didn't write it so that you couldn't use it. Yes, use it. Use it, twist it, make it your own. And the whole idea is like eventually you go and you face Lack of the Lich Queen, right? So you can have real fun, you know, if you want to extend your adventure beyond uh, whatever it is, the 10th level Rhyme of the Frostmaiden, maybe it opens up a whole thing and maybe you have Mind Flayers versus Githyanki in the ice in Icewind Dale. Um, which I think is also how the Baldur's Gate game is kind of working. So you got that too. Bop it. Uh, have I finished the characters? So Candle is a thief rogue from Waterdeep being hunted by Shakar Ballard, an assassin of the Zinterim, assassin of Zan uh, Xanathar. Uh, his parents, uh, um, to, uh, uh, Candle's parents, uh, are, are currently, who's Crescent Moon and House of Fire, uh, are both currently at the, um, at the Bryn Shander Community Center. Uh, however, they know that Shakar Ballard knows they're there. Shakar doesn't move fast. He, he moves carefully. Uh, oh, the one thing I failed to mention. So after they killed Shakar Ballard, after they killed Gygas and, and broke his bones and stuck him in a, in a, in a, um, uh, stuck him in a barrel, uh, I had a cutscene, a sort of out of character cutscene where a shadowy cloaked figure went over, dumped the barrel over, saw his broken body, put his hand on and resurrected him. And and Shakar and 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 Guy Gasson. Oh God, not again! You know, man, they always they hate they hate having conversations, don't they? So that was kind of fun. Uh, so those are the characters. Strong start. Um, what kind of event could occur? Is there any kind of interesting event that it could occur on their way to go see? Um, 
Torgs. Uh, you know, what kind of interesting thing could happen? Is there a... Uh, you know... I really am looking forward to bringing a cold light walker in, but I, I don't think that now is necessarily the time for a cold light walker. Uh, what if Vlacus is secretly working with the mind flayers to keep the race divided? That could be, yeah, that's a, that, that could happen. She murders her own top guard. Spoilers. Uh, Perrin has a moment of clarity, remembering specific moments of his capture. That's possible. Um... I could have, yeah, both Perrin. How about if Perrin and, um, let me link their names. Uh, what if Perrin and um, Shadow hear a voice in um, Undercommon? Is that what uh, Mind Flayers speak? Um, they speak deep speech and undercommon. So deep speech, probably. And feel a pull to the, to the east. Uh, good morning. Happy, happy, happy Sunday to you too. So I think they might have like a, a slight. Uh, probably we'll, we'll do a DC fifteen charisma save, or take three D ten, two D ten, two D six. We'll do seven psychic damage. Um, deep speech. I think that'll be cool. It's just a little touch. And that idea is the crystal that is down in the mine is calling out to them. It's been revealed and it can feel them close. It's like, and it just says, help me. Right. And they get like a feeling of tremendous loneliness. Sad, sad mind flayers. Uh, so then the scenes, Torgs and a beautiful mine. I think that's coming up. So what are the deal with Torgs? So uh, I think I have a um, I have a page for Torgs. So let's look at Torgs. So Torgs is a caravan of merchants who travels around from town to town. They do not leave um, uh, they do not leave um, Icewind Dale. Unlike when Alcazar Torga is the leader, she is a dwarven veteran, right? Um, probably the elf scout. Uh, Christian is the is a caravan guard. Uh, another dwarf veteran, a noble, um, a scout. And another scout. So a bunch of scouts, some veterans. Uh, these are the people who make up Torgs. Um, and what is their secret? So uh, we have some. We got to have some secrets about them. 
Um, they had no idea. Whoops. Um, they had no idea uh, that that Sefik was a murderer. That is true. Um, it always bothered them that Sefik never ate with them and never seemed bothered by the cold. Um, but once they had a member of the caravan, an elven member, Uh, who used to sleep underwater and that never bothered them. And that didn't, you know, that never bothered them either. They weren't bothered that Sefik never ate with them. They just figured he's different. Um, Business is bad for Torgs. Um, people are spending a lot less. And what good is money now anyway? Um, sad flare. So I don't know how this is going to end up. A merger might be possible. Uh, it could just be a stern conversation. I think the end result is that Torgs is, Torgs is innocent. Um, and we'll see how it goes, right? I don't, I don't, I, I, this is one where you got to get like your head inside the NPCs. And so NPC wise, we've got um, Oren, Oris, Matthew. Uh, we have Torga. Do I have a thing for Torga? I don't. Um, oops. Um, so for that first scene, I don't really have any other NPCs. I don't think there's a bunch of guards. So well, we'll see where it goes. Right. So we, we, you basically, the situation is you have a merchant caravan that's there. One of their members turned out to be a murderer. Um, they're a pretty rough and tumble group cause they travel a lot. Uh, and you have Oris Matthew, who's trying to keep the order in his own towns. Are they profit motivated? They are profit motivated. Um, so we'll see how this turns out. It could be a bloodbath. It could be a merger. It could be that they get run out of town. You know, I don't think they're going to strike the first blow. They're certainly off off balance because it turns out one of their members is a murderer. But there's also not a lot of evidence of it. And the, and and he, you know. Uh, he melted, right? When he died, he turned into ice and melted. Um, so we'll see. So then they're going to uh, the Mine of Tourmaline, right? And we have... Um, so there are some NPCs for Tourmaline. Um... Uh, yeah, let's go to, do, 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 do. 
Why am I doing this? I'm doing a bunch of dumb things. I'm going to go right to the Frost Maiden and Beyond. So, Beautiful Mine. Uh, we have a few quests. So the, 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 the deal with the Beautiful Mine, I think I talked about this last week too, and they never made it there. Um, so we're going we're gonna to get there now. But they, um, so the deal with the Beautiful Mine is that there is a ghost who possessed a kobold. The ghost, the kobold is named Crax, I think. Um, and Crax speaks very well for himself. He's got a small band of kobolds with him. Um, are Icewind kobolds different than normal kobolds? I haven't looked. We have some Grells. Uh, Trax is his name. Uh, so, uh, Trax the kobold. Um, is brilliant and very well spoken. This wasn't always the case. Um, Trax is possessed by the ghost of, and oh, my, my keyboard cord is too short. I can close that. I can close that. Uh, Janth. Janth Alawar. Uh, what killed Janth? Um... Janth was killed by a cold light walker of one of his explorers. He is bound to this world uh, by his desire to discover the power that lies underneath. So that's good. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I have two more secrets to do. Um, the Mind Flare Crystal, what's it called? Psy Crystal, right? Has been buried in the mountainside for maybe millions of years. And yet it's still conscious. Uh... What other secret? Those are really the cool secrets going on here. Um, I don't know. <sighs> what other quests do we want to? Um. What other quest do we? I mean, there's the moose quest, right? The whole thing going on with Ravison, the white moose, is in league with Ravison. 
with Ravis and the Frost Druid. It seems to love tearing apart hunters and loggers of what's the name of the town? Lonely Wood. So that leads to the next quest. So I got my secrets. Um, NPCs. Are there any other NPCs? The the Psy Crystal is is kind of a. It'd be kind of interesting to um, tie that to a Mind Flayer. Uh, let's take a look at our. Uh, since we own it, um, our uh, Morden Canons. Mind flares, right? The gith and the endless war. I guess our mind mind flares are in volos, aren't they? Interesting. Mind flares, scourge of worlds. Um, mind flares, scion. That would be a cool. So maybe it was a Mind Flayer Scion that died and is tr was trapped, and yet the Psy Crystal still held this. Ceramorphosis. This is a fun bit. That's a fun little secret. Uh, are there Mind Flayer names? Usually they had like a fun, I thought they had, there we go, names. That's a cool one. Dirkst, Duris, Kor. Doblix, Zelix. I like Core. I think. Use that. Core of the Mind Flayer Scion, which is now inside the Psy Crystal. Um, oh, and we have the Ghost, right? Um, we have Trex. Do I have a thing for Trex? Doesn't look like it. Uh, what was the name of the ghost? Janth. I do have a page for Janth. Oh, not Valish Gant. Come on. Janth Alwar. Um, and J uh, Janth is a former of the uh, arcane... I think I have I have a page for the Arcane Brotherhood. Uh, died uh, to one of his um, explore one of his adventuring party. One of his exploration party turned into a cold light. Walker. He only remembers the person turning, gazing 
at him with a terrible blinding, terrible light. Uh, wishes is bound to this world uh, because of his obsession to see what lies, to see what power lies beneath the ice of Icewind Dale. Uh, just beneath the ice. Okay, so cool. That's our Janth Alwar NPC card. I already had this one fired up because I used it in my 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 Wednesday game. I already did this part, so I've got some some things already done here. So those are some NPCs, monsters. You know, do I need a monster list right now? I don't think so. Um, I mean, I could link it up. Um, but yeah, so we have veterans. We have scouts. These are for Torgs, right? Pretty much veterans and scouts. Uh, in the mine, we have Grells. We have Cobalt, Icewind, Kobolds. Uh, we have a Ghost. Anything else? I think that's probably it. Swarm Bat. How about Swarm Bats? Never have, maybe a Giant Bat. That might be fun if we want to do some underdarky sort of stuff. So that's pretty cool. Uh, treasure, we have the Psy Crystal. So I gave away in the last one, we I gave away the uh, magical suit of armor, and that moved items around. So I think everybody's pretty good on permanent items. Um, is there anything that makes sense to be found down in... Uh, term the the mine. Um, I don't know. You can always do a relic. Relics are always fun. Uh, cracked doll of Maliki that casts healing. Hey, my cat's named Maliki. Not that cat though. Uh, ruined crown of the arcane brotherhood that casts fear. That's pretty cool. I like that. I'll put that in there. I'll put another one too. Smoky Scrimshaw of Lathander that casts Branding Smite. Burn String of Beads of Shar that casts Guiding Bolt. Hmm. Grimy Music Box of Tear that casts Banishing Smite. How about a Grimy Music Box of Shar that casts Banish? Now we're talking. If I put anything, it would be a cursed item. I don't like cursed items. I'm just not a fan. I like I like items that have um, penalties, not penalties exactly, but like detriments to go along with their advantages. But cursed items are just kind of... Uh, yeah, so my relics are always one use, which is why putting banish on something is not bad because like they can use banish once. And that's pretty powerful, right? Um, but it's only one-time use. Uh, when you're using a one-use item, it, it can be, it, it's fun to, to reload in this. If you guys want to make your own relics at home, you can do so by going to here. Although, and it's in the Notion notebook too. You can, when you see the Notion notebook, you can uh, run your own. Uh, Pristine Rod of the Arcane Brotherhood casts Heroes Feast. No, I hate Heroes Feasts. Decorated Brooch of Torm that casts Light. So that might be a fun one. That could be a permanent one. 
That could be kind of cool. Because light is just real quick. I think is light, light's a cantrip, right? Um, so I got that. And let's see, we can edit our uh, scratch pad. Whoops. Uh, da, da, da. These are my copy and paste templates for no, uh, when, in, when we're playing in Discord. Uh, that looks good. Let's just take a look at last week's notes and see if there were any notes that I captured in there. Uh, I have a section for capturing notes. Oh, this was the deal that they got from um, I'll put that with Oris. Uh, made a deal with uh, the Sunday characters for 150 up front and six months, 12%. So they made a deal with Oris to, uh, for clearing the mine. And that worked out. So... Uh, I think we are all good. I've got my notes. I've got monsters. I've got NPCs. I've got secrets. I've got a good strong start. So I think we are all set. So I think we will call it. Uh, well, we will call it a day. Uh, I want to thank everybody for coming today. I hope you've had a good time. And uh, next week we will see how things have gone. So take care. Have a great time, have a fun week, uh, and get out there and play some D&D. &D.